So in your pursuit for perfection or in your pathway to success, you want to have a look at these five closest relationships. And what I will say for anyone that's listening is number one is you can do it on your own. You don't need the opinions of others. You don't need the direction of others. However, I will say that by talking with other people, and these aren't your five close relationships, but by talking with other people, you're gonna be able to navigate your path a lot quicker by asking others who have failed yet had a go at it is gonna help you avoid some of those pitfalls. As you talk to those that have maybe navigated the waters and they did it successfully, you can then now chart your course somewhat similarly. One thing that I would say though, as you talk to more people, is do not compare their chapter 25 to your chapter one or your introduction of your life story. Because oftentimes what happens is people, as they talk to others, they start comparing their lives. They say, this person was married, they had children, they had motivation, they took out tons of loans from, uh, from the bank in order to make their business go, and they had all this pressure to make them succeed. And they say they did it at a different age, and you might be at an older age. And you compare yourself, and you look at all the voids in your life, and then you stop making any good decisions because you're basically um, trying to impatiently move your progress along without understanding that it takes a journey. That you can't start sprinting a marathon for the first five miles and anticipate to continue to run it if you've never run the marathon before. If you've never run that distance before. And so you need to be able to understand that it's, it's, a, it's a long game when it comes to understanding your ambitions and understanding your goals. And the greater the ambition, the greater the patience. The larger the goals, the bigger the perseverance. And so, as each of us have the different goals that we're pursuing, we need to understand where other people's stories come in, come into play in our lives. And they're just to be used as examples of decisions to make and decisions to avoid. It shouldn't be a comparison, because that comparison will steal you, steal from you. It will rob you of the satisfaction of your own personal progress. And by allowing other, the comparison of others based on your story, you might get resentful, you might get envious, you might even get jealous of their success and realize of all the good things that are in your life. And the moment that you ignore all those good things in your life, you might find yourself wishing for better things and not realizing that you have great things in front of you. You might have some phenomenal relationships, but yet you ignore those relationships because you want more. And instead of appreciating those intimate relationships, you question why they aren't something different, why they aren't someone different. In this thought process, of you battling it through to chase your goals, to achieve your ambitions. You might find yourself wanting a partner, a co-pilot if you will, if we continue on this analogy of a journey. This co-pilot is in that front seat. They're alongside with you for the ride. They're a believer that you know 
the way to go. And if you get lost, they don't mind being lost with you. And they understand that your goal is to be moving forward, constantly chasing your ambitions and your goals, and they've signed up for it. They didn't sign up for a, a just a short duration, they signed up for the long haul. However long that road might be, they wanna be a part of it with you. And now I know for some people, they look at their car and they think about that journey and they, and they, and they reminisce or they lament that they don't have the co-pilot. They, they lament that they don't have all the, all the seats filled in their, in their metaphorical car. And so what you want to be able to focus in on for yourself is not the missing pieces, but the moment that you have it, then embrace it. So if you find yourself single in this journey of life, do not lament that you're not with a partner and do not feel like you are missing out. Continue to pursue your personal progress. Continue to move forward towards your own ambitions. And you will find that those that are attracted to the same amount of ambition will be attracted to you. And that I'm not saying it from a, like a hokey that everybody deserves a partner. It's what happens is when you don't settle in life, you're gonna find relationships people are going to be attracted to you based on who you are and your level of success. And they're not attracted to the success, they're attracted to you. Now yeah, sure, there are gold diggers, there are people that are after people's money. Sure there are, sure there are. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you as in the pursuit of your own goals, that as you continue to be on the prowl, be looking for someone, you will find that person as long as you don't settle. And I know that a lot of people that listen to this will think about relationships that they've been in where they did settle, where they know friends that did settle, and they regret that decision. And then they compromise on all those ambitions, on all those goals, because they wanted to live their life for someone else instead of explaining to that person, these are my ambitions, can you get on for the ride? Do you wanna hop in on this journey to where I'm headed? And some people, to be honest with you, don't want that kind of journey. They can't take on that ambition. They don't have the ability or the stomach to be able to handle that kind of risk. And they're gonna say, no thanks. And they're gonna move on. And it doesn't reflect anything poorly or speak negatively about you, and nor does it say anything bad about them. It's just that their ambitions are much smaller, and they don't know if they can be around as a co-pilot and support you on that journey when they themselves have such a small ambition. And that's a good thing. I think there's a lot of people that you end up saying no to because you only need to say yes to one person to one person that decides to take that journey with you. One person that decides to say, you know what, I believe in you 100%, I love you unconditionally, let's have a go at this. And it doesn't mean that you're gonna have a perfect relationship, and nor does it mean that you are perfect. It means that 
at that moment that they decided to match your ambitions with the support, with the love that they wanted to, they are all in. Now note that sometimes life changes in circumstances and you need to be able to match any kind of change that occurs in order to know how you should be moving forward for your own life. I bring this up as only an example and nor do I wish this upon anybody. But sometimes you might have great ambitions to have this huge business, start a huge company, have amazing legacy, and you have a child with special needs, and you realize that based on your own life decisions, that you're going to no longer go after that ambition, that your greater legacy will be with that child in spending as much time as possible in their shortened life. And you realize that that to you is far more rewarding than the pursuit of having the biggest business in town. And that is completely and perfectly fine. Remember, these are your decisions. This is your ambition. These are your goals. And it's totally fine and totally appropriate to adjust them as your life changes. The struggle would be, or I guess the, the, the struggle, yeah, here's the struggle, is that you would lament not spending more time with that child and continue on the course of building the biggest business, or the exact opposite, you spend more time with that child and you lament not building that big business. You make the decisions as you see fit in your life, and we must understand that we all have to adjust with the deck that we're given, with, with, the, deal, with the hand that we're dealt. All right, so as you think about this personal relationship, because again, we're talking about our five closest relationships, and right now I'm talking about that most important relationship, a spouse, a significant other, a partner, um, a boyfriend or girlfriend. And in this scenario, I want you to understand that if that relationship falls apart, you can pick up the pieces and you can still have your ambition and your goals and still be single. And if you find yourself single, wanting that relationship or one like it is you can have both. Don't settle. And understand that you want to live in the abundance of the word and, and not at the tyranny of the word or. So for example, you can have your ambitious goals, your career pursuits, and have a successful relationship where you're there. Oftentimes, it's the quality of our engagement, sometimes not the quantity. Other times, it will be about the quantity of our time versus the quality. For example, you might go to your child's play and their part is two lines. So you sit through an hour of a high school or middle school play to see your child um, perform two lines. Not anything that's earth shattering at the moment. Doesn't move their life towards a life of acting and pursuits. But what it does do is it makes sure that they know that you care because you took off on a Friday afternoon and got your butt in a seat 
at 3.30 in the afternoon. That's what it says to that child. And so although it doesn't seem like an amazing quality of time, because again, you're sitting in a theater and you're watching, you know, 20 rows back. You can barely see them and they can't even see you. But they know that you're in the audience and they know that they're gonna see you afterwards. And they know that you're gonna have a smile on your face and they're happy that you're there. So it's the quantity of that time in that moment that it happens. And many times children spell love, L-O-V-E, they spell it T-I-M-E. They, they want that engagement. They don't want it with you stuck on a phone, looking at work emails, or behind a, a computer screen, looking at work emails, or even playing your own video games. They want that one-on-one -on -one conversation. And what's interesting, if you think about your profound moments as a, as a young person yourself, you might find that the, the, the conversations that were dear to you were completely spontaneous and they weren't thought, thought of ahead of time. I remember talking to my father uh, back when I, no, the, this is recently, so I was talking to him uh, a few years ago about a profound conversation we had when I was 15 years old. And I was talking to him about having sex. And I remember talking to him in the car about having sex and, and his response to me was, you need to have decisions based on your own life and not base any of your decisions of what you decide to do based on my life. I'm totally paraphrasing. I don't have a perfect recall 20 some odd years ago, but that's basically what he told me. And a few years ago, I remember telling my dad about this significant car conversation. I can, I can still mentally visualize we were sitting in a, a parking lot in England, um, waiting for my siblings to get out of school in um, Abbott's, Abbott's home, that's where we went to school. I was a sophomore. It was late at night, it was dark. We're in his car, I'm in the front seat, and I'm just chatting with him. And he totally does not recall that conversation at all. Because for him, it was one of many conversations that he had with me. It wasn't one, it was many. And so for me to be able to come to my father and talk to him about sex, which is typically a very taboo subject from a child to parent relationship, for me it was totally normal. But that, that familiarity to be able to come to him with a very delicate conversation came over years of building a relationship that he was open to a conversation.